0: Welcome to Pleb Shade Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostr and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs.
1: All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to another episode of Pleb Chain Radio. It's uh it feels like we've been doing this for a while. QW, we're veterans now. What is this episode four? Episode four.
0: Yes, we've we've made some mistakes. We 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 found some direction, but uh, overall, I think we're doing uh, we're doing well. We're we're building the momentum. Um, so I, I I'm I'm happy about it. I mean, neither of us have. Uh, done this before, kind of like, uh, you know, Noster Plubs in general, we're just kind of finding our value in this. So it's it's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun. And I think, uh, I, I think it's uh, rewarding
1: both ways, a little value for value. Indeed. So let's start with the world of banking, QW, as we did last week. Um, and uh, to me, it seems like we had a, on the banking side, I know there was some other stuff going on that we're going to get into, but. Uh, On the banking side, it seemed like a lull before the storm. It was an uneasy quiet. No banks going under. There was this talk a while back about Deutsche Bank, First Republic. They seem to have stayed afloat. Uh, What are you saying? Yeah,
0: I mean, I I think the eyes are on the, uh, they they were having that hearing where they were grilling that, uh, that one dude from the FDIC. I think he was from the FDIC. Uh, basically saying, you know, wh- what happened here where they're not they're not selling the uh, digital assets of, uh, of of Silvergate or uh, no S- uh, signature. Uh, I don't know what that's about, but it's it's interesting that, uh, you know, kind of coincide, coincides with the um, choke point 2.0 uh, where they're kind of uh, really trying to squeeze any cryptocurrency off any unregulated, um, uh, any unregulated crypto uh, kind of narrowing the avenues. Uh, I, I haven't seen much more than that. I mean, the Fed uh, decided to uh, uh, not print this week, so that looks good. I mean, there hasn't been any backstops, but uh, I, I really don't think uh, we've seen the end of it. I think, yeah, it's definitely been a, a quiet storm brewing.
1: Yeah, and I think we might start seeing something next week. Also, it did, I, I do get a sense of uneasy, quiet this week. We might see start seeing some action in a few days, but uh, but folks, we have a super exciting show today. I should have started with this QW instead of jumping straight into banking. Uh, our, our good friend Lau from the Nost Report uh, is joining us to round off the full Nost Report crew who's been on Pleb Chain Radio. So he's going to be joined by Doc in our lightning round, and shortly after that today we have a very special guest. Uh, who's going to? Well, all I guess are special, QW, right? But uh, we do have a special one today to uh, to talk about the question on all of our minds: what is going to happen to the scholar Satoshi? Is it going to make its way to Miami? I hope uh, he can but, answer um,
0: that. I really hope he can. <laughs> <laughs>
1: for, for sure. Right
0: now, it's somewhere in New so, York, driving around. <laughs> That's all I know. Driving yeah, around on a, on a what appears to be a, a U-Haul Square. truck, a U-Haul truck with Arizona <laughs> license
1: plates. <laughs> So. <laughs> I'm amazed that no one's co-opted that yet in New York City uh, or at least we haven't seen any photos uh, of Bitcoiners in there co-opting it uh, as we have on Twitter and on uh, on Nostra obviously more than Twitter for that matter but uh, yeah so good uh, good show to look forward to so getting back into it um, QW so you know on the banking side made relatively quite weak but there was some interesting movement on the dollar front. Is the petrodollar losing its reserve status? Sure seems like it. What do you think? Yeah,
0: it's, I, I, I mean, I guess with the, with the slow week like that, uh, you all of a sudden start noticing other moves. But uh, it, it seems like the, the, the bell of the ball this week is definitely the uh, petrodollar. Um, whether it's losing reserve status or not, um, I definitely think there's going to be a competing economy uh you know cr- competing trade uh when you look at the the bricks going on um you know they had the the trade agreement between china russia saudi arabia uh, i think brazil was probably in there too china using the when UN, u.n uh to settle lng imports that was interesting because that was coming out of france uh, i don't know how how uh tangible that is uh long term but it seemed like it was something that was uh uh, a Band-Aid for the time being. We'll see if that keep, continues going forward. Um, the Saudis are all of a sudden buddies with uh, with, with 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 Shanghai Corporation or cooperation. So I mean, Saudis going into going in it with China. The Saudis are are uh, partnering with Iran now, which is something that's uh, just unheard of. So you're starting to see this, this central ground in the in the from the east to the west uh, start to kind of divide right there um the saudis are doing 10 billion dollar refinery in china it's supposed to be uh, uh starting in 2024 so next year and they're supposed to be pumping out about 200,000 barrels a day coming out of that refinery which is pretty pretty crazy um you know that that's the saudis are the 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 oil kings um also the ASEAN which is the association of southern asian um nations they uh the finance minister and central banks consider dropping Western currencies along with Indonesia phasing out MasterCard and Visa. That's uh just kind of going all along. I mean, all these things are kind of moving. Uh just like we, we saw all the the moving parts last week with the banking uh in, in choke point. We're seeing all the uh the moving parts with the, with the, with the petrodollar going on right now. So, I mean, there's a big game of chess going on, a big, big game of risk. Uh, you know, I think of the board game risk. Uh, there, there's definitely that going mm-hmm. on right now. Um, you know, ultimately, I mean, what are you, what it means? Uh, you know, I think the writing's on the wall, but will it, uh, how, how long will it take between, uh, the, the, the petrodollar being, uh, abolished or the USD being the, uh, the global standard um i don't know what are your thoughts
1: well i think we're still some while away from that uh i mean we certainly the if you're a dollar maxi <laughs> this last week was uh, certainly should have been troubling for you to see all of these moves uh bitcoin hasn't moved any closer to a million dollars i'll tell you that <laughs> it's still stagnant from where we saw it um last week. Um, but uh, yeah, look, if I were a, a dollar maxi, I would be concerned uh, seeing the potential for uh, the dollar lo- losing its reserve status, because part of the reason why we've been able to maintain this absurd level of money printing without, infl- I mean, we've kept inflation, I mean, the, the official figures are uh, now they're on 6%, right? but unofficials probably, let's just say double that at least. At its worst, it might've been, the unofficial number might've been closer to 20%. That's still a manageable number if compared to places like Argentina, for example, or or Turkey or, or, or Lebanon, places like that. So uh, I, I think the reserve status is what allowed us to maintain that, uh, you know, non-rampant inflation uh, with all the money printing that's happening. But I think, if there's more leakage away from the dollar, we're in for a rough ride. But I don't, I don't think we see that in the next three or four months. I'd be surprised if it moves that quickly.
0: Well, and it's it's kind of like we started this. So when we sanction, when we sanctioned Russia, it was kind of the uh, the the beginning of it. So they had they were forced to uh, to figure out another way to sell their uh, s- sell their oil, uh, especially with the with the energy shortage globally. So. You know, they started partnering. I mean, we, we, we disabled their SWIFT. We, 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 we essentially created a, <laughs> an opposition market going on. Um, you know, it, but when, when you lose that uh, reserve currency, uh, it also, it, we, we, we lose our ability to sanction anyone. Um, our 750 mili- foreign military bases around the world. I mean, all these things that uh, become kind of uh, up in the air. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting that we kind of, in a way, uh, when I say we, um, it's the U S the U S dollar, um, the U S military, um, there's definitely a, uh, kind of a quiet war going on with that. Um, so I think it's a, incredibly mm-hmm. interesting to watch. I mean, I mean, we're watching history, um, just by the day, uh, and, and some, mm-hmm. some people like us with, you know, plabs that are, that are obsessed with, uh, you know, sound money, um, uh, it's 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 incredibly wa- interesting to watch the fight for that money you know and and, uh, and, and what's going to be the uh the the reserve currency in the future um it's 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 exciting but it's uh, mm-hmm. also a little uh troublesome you know
1: <laughs> but well yeah. speaking of reserve currency kw I'll tell you which one isn't going to be the reserve currency of the world it's USDC uh, yeah we, uh, the, there was that article that I think we shared uh, just a few minutes before the space. This nest. Yeah, began, it just dropped. It just dropped, which is <laughs> talking about Circle uh, having lost something like ten billion in market cap in little over a week. Yeah, and it's, it's completely driven by redemptions, right? So, and this started when the news came out that maybe about, they had about ten or fifteen percent of their reserves parked at Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when this news came out, maybe what was about three weeks ago, and that's when we saw USDC drop by drop to eighty-seven cents, right? It lost its right. peg. Yeah, it slowly came back. But you know, ten percent of the reserve, and then the FDIC, of course, swooped in and said they're going to make them whole anyway. Yeah. So, the question is, why? Why are these redemptions happening if the FDIC has given its guarantee? So, what's going on?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a a world where we're. <laughs> If we see any weakness, uh, we, we don't have the trust in the, in the talking heads. So we see weakness, we're out. Um, there's no way I'm going to listen to some guy on the television tell me, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, we, we got it all covered. Um, you know, I know 3 billion of that, what I believe was stuck in uh, Silvergate when that originally went down. So, um, that was, that could be a big part of it. Uh, people just said, I'm out, I'm out. Uh, apparently they got their money back circle did, but, uh, I, I if if I was holding that I would easily just switch over to a different stable coin. You know I wouldn't be sitting there, uh, and 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 then the news uh, I think it was Cosmos uh, Cosmos ecosystem uh, USDC is partnering with that. Um, to me that just <laughs> that just looks like a ploy to uh, to fleece some sheep and and get some of that ten billion back uh it just it it, Mm -hmm. i I don't i i didn't really understand that uh and then this drop today about the 10 billion in market cap lost in a week i mean that's that's big ducats you know that's uh and and you know are they fully backed uh are they they have collateral out um 10 billion it it could mean a lot to some people so
1: yeah it'll be interesting to watch what happens with uh with USDC and and all the other uh, services that are dependent on USDC, this trend continues. I, I, One other thing I wanted, to, yeah, go ahead. yeah,
0: I, I do want to circle back to the uh, the dollar hegemon. The, the, we're, we're, the, mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about the reserve currency of the uh, of the world, uh, when 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 we start losing that, uh, it, it's a huge opportunity for Bitcoin to move in. So, I mean, what is going to be the reserve currency? You know, you have people like El Salvador that, that, that make it legal tender. But there's a lot of other countries that it, through this discourse, through this, uh, you know, divide and conquer, we're, we're going to have opportunities uh, for, for Bitcoin to, to come out of nowhere. So just wanted to point, out, point that out.
1: Yeah, indeed. One quick thing I wanted to touch upon, uh, QW, before we get into our lightning round with our report friends is if anyone hasn't watched the Christine Lagarde prank call video that's been (laughs) circulating. So I'll I'll give some background on that. (laughs) Again, I don't know how legit this is. So just taking it at face value for a second, right? Apparently a comedian or prankster called, uh, was able to get hold of Christine Lagarde's number that she's the chief of the IMF. Um, and called her on some kind of video call pretending to be Vladimir uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. And they had this 15 or 20-minute conversation in, in which she was pretty candid. She was completely fooled by this person, presumably, right? Assuming that video is not a deep fake or wasn't cleverly edited. Uh, and I think she j- it just went to show that these people are as clueless in private as they are in public. A lot of the things she was saying effectively to the effect that, uh, you know, the, this 2% inflation number is, uh, is more of a hope, right? It's, uh, and they don't really seem to have an idea of what they're doing. So right. I thought that was interesting. Did you get a chance to watch that QW? I
0: I, I skimmed through it um, because I, I I didn't even know about it uh, until you mentioned it. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to Google search this real quick. And it, I'm like, wow, it's 20 minutes long. Uh, I was laughing at his, uh, at Zelensky's voice. I mean, it, it's always funny when they print call and they kind of have like that that Ukrainian or Russian voice. Uh, it, I, I feel like we've we've seen that a few times in the print calls. But uh, it, it's mm-hmm. it, it I thought, it, yeah, she she came off very, uh, very clueless. I, I, I'm gonna 100% agree with you on that. We'll we'll post the uh, prank call, uh, uh, to our just as a follow up after the show. Because I yeah. I don't know where you I, heard about I, it because I I didn't even hear about it. I mean I'm pretty pretty in with it. I think I think so at least you
1: know. <laughs> it had zero coverage in the mainstream media media. Asked. To- To be expected right i found it in some telegram sidecar group that i'm part of i just popped up in the (laughs) russian the russian telegram group yeah (laughs) right the ukrainian telegram yeah
0: yeah well the video i saw had 300 views so that shows you how 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 exciting uh you know how how far out Uh, there it was either that or they just keep removing it so who knows
1: I'm I'm amazed she fell for it because it was such a pantomime accent from the prank caller <laughs> it was so obviously a, a fake accent yeah amazed that she fell for it um, and it was a right. video too so back- I don't know how
0: how you even fake I mean I understand deep fake but that was a video call so I don't know yeah I, I don't know even know how he set that up but it was uh it was clever that was for sure
1: <laughs> yeah agreed Kw, I think it's time for the lightning round with our good Let's friends. Let's do it. Should we bring Let's them do up?
0: It. Yeah, I'd love to.
1: Uh, lo- love to hear Lau, Lau, and Nost report. Welcome. Good sirs.
2: How you doing? Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for having. Two
0: a.m. One a.m.
2: <laughs> it's it's two forty-five or something.
0: Yeah. Oh man! Well, wow, we appreciate the sacrifice.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's my yeah. pleasure
3: <laughs> uh, Yeah, Lau, so- Lau runs the night desk at NASA Report <laughs> Yeah, there you
1: go <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Lau, before we jump into um, the lightning round itself Since this is the first time we're talking to you And a lot of the audience is hearing you You're a pretty pivotal member of the Noster Report Since pretty much the beginning or close to the beginning uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your backstory, your Bitcoin story, and then how you ended up getting involved with the Nostr report?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I, um, I got into Nostr from just hanging around on Twitter, like most of us. And um, I got on Bitcoin Twitter because of Bitcoin and uh, um, yeah I don't know it don't looks know like what you, uh, to say about that. you you
0: created your account on Christmas is that true or would it yeah I guess yeah. it would be Christmas day so you opened up your present
2: and it was a Noster, uh, Noster account it was yeah yeah <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> i was I was immediately excited about it because um yeah i underst- understood it uh, for what it was the protocol the way it was explained to me i don't i don't remember what i read to to um to to make it click but uh as soon as I understood it, i just hopped on it and um not looking back anymore
1: and and lao how did you get involved with the report
2: um I was, um, one of the first things I noticed on Noster was that it was really small and we were all trying to find each other and uh, I really liked uh, the pleb chain. So um, uh, I found really good accounts to follow and um, uh, you guys. <laughs> and um, um, I also noticed some accounts were Abusing the the hashtag, in my opinion. Um,
0: (laughs) I think I saw one of those
2: conversations
0: between you and somebody else. Yeah, I
2: I commented on a couple guys just uh, um, with the question, uh, "Hey, are you are you really is this for real? Are you really milking the 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 hashtag now? I mean, this is a pleb chain. It's not. It's not for." large accounts to re- not create shil- a
0: shill chain yeah <laughs> yeah, shill chain.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah so um the, res- the response was uh was just a a little bit of back and forth and uh, doc picked up on it and uh, uh some other people some other people picked up on it and because it was so small it just it was it was in the feed the whole time and yeah um i guess uh doc felt uh um uh, positive about my contribution to uh to to just uh commenting on people who are bullshitting or i don't know how else to to phrase it but
3: yeah it's not that i felt i felt positive i just i appreciated that you were a skeptic that you were willing to yeah you know ask difficult questions and not not take everything uh, as it was presented to you. So I thought that would be perfect to have someone like that on the report, who could kind of dive through people's bullshit and, you know, ask the right questions when they uh, when you need to. But and and also when you, uh, you questioned one person, and they were like, No, I'm not, I'm actually not milking it. I'm I'm really following these people. <laughs> And then you were very gracious about it. After and you're like, "All right, well, it's cool. We're all pubs here." So, yeah, I just appreciate that. I thought you would be able to contribute, which obviously you have.
1: Yeah, I certainly remember that interaction, Lau. It was uh, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun to be an observer on that one. Sometimes right.
0: you need to say uh, you need you need someone to say what everyone else is thinking. You know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's. Sometimes. That's the one thing I'm um, I'm I'm pretty trigger happy with. If uh, if I if I can say something that contributes to that, uh, I can't shut up. Indeed.
1: All right, Lau or Doc, um, are you gonna lead us through the lightning round with the NOS report?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think I got it together. Maybe Go maybe Doc it. can add some some stuff or interrupt me. Yep, go for it. So every day um, when we put together the report, I keep asking myself this uh, the same question: uh, Is is Noster at some point also normalizing? And and every time I'm seeing that it isn't. All the all the development that's going on it's uh, it's it's crazy to see how how much is changing from day to day, from week to week. And um, this week, also, a lot of a lot of stuff happened again. Um, one thing I uh, I picked up on is uh, more and more people are noticing the poss- possible motivation behind Fed policy. The debt is no longer monetizable. Inter- interest rates appear to be politically motivated. People like Mark Moss. Bellagio and others becoming explicitly vocal about the possibility that all of this Fed policy may be intentional They may, may be intentionally bankrupting banks in order to get their CBDCs online and earlier this week we saw the, the uh, green, green Skull art project by uh, Wong and Greenpeace backfiring Too bad he um, missed the point about energy efficiency incentives of uh, Bitcoin, but at least it was a pretty cool looking uh, skull. Um, And uh, also earlier this week, uh, Nausicaa looks like uh, to have been a glorious success. Participants uh, come away from that inspired and happy. All the pictures look great and the, the reporting was fantastic which brings me to Marcy our happy new addition to the Noster report this week her presence is is refreshing i'm delighted to see her cunning and perspective at work and on Noster cute things being in a focus is good to see lena Zeiche being warmly welcomed on Noster and crypto couples uh, carla birthday being celebrated is a sign of how close people feel to the to each other on the protocol Um, what i also find exciting to see is the zap data being mentioned every time seems to be going up forever and um, we keep reporting client development and lightning integration it's going steady yet another week it's mind-blowing to see all these possibilities and applications coming together. And um somewhere a couple of days ago we saw Binance getting sued, which had a negative impact on Bitcoin price, though it was only a fart in the wind, and then a very positive effect of uh, two billion in withdrawals from the platform, which is great. Um, I'm a damas user, so I was also excited to see the new version of damas the one point four coming out and um and all across from the other side of the world, we saw Japan having a, a zapathon of their own and q w you were uh you were you were working together with those guys or uh via hashtag <laughs>
0: There's, I, I, uh, I basically have one point guy that, uh, that, that, that can get on it. Um, it's, Mm. it's, it's, I mean, I would love to see more. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it just, it's, it's, it's caught on with Japan. If you look at global, you can kind of see what languages are going on. Uh, and it looks like it's just, to me, it just looks like it's either China or Japan. Um, I, I don't see any Portuguese. I don't see uh, a lot of Spanish. I don't see, you know, some of the. You know, Middle Eastern countries. I I don't see if if any of those were uh, abundant. I would love to get them on it too. So I'd really like to. Is the more the merrier. I mean, ultimately, we just want to keep uh, expanding the zaps. You know, Uh, we want to stress test further and further. Uh, And and but that's that's kind of the story there. Uh, I think what happened was Jack jumped on it and said uh, said uh, zap Japan and they're like wait look at all these zaps coming at us. So uh, what, what the heck is this? Uh, and then mm. it kind of spawned. That was only a couple days before. Uh, so they had the hashtag Zapan, uh, Zapan. Uh, I thought it was freaking awesome. So, um, it incorporated it and I know it's a little early in their time, but it's still early for our, our Aussie friends too. Uh, there's not really a, a good time to do a Zapathon for the globe. Um, that's perfect, you know, but, uh, that that's kind of how that happened, yeah. So, and it's it's sticking. So I'm gonna keep rolling with that hashtag along with P- plug chain when we do the zaps, because you know I, I want them to be able to to see it, because that's the only language I <laughs> I know how to speak to them in is zaps and uh, that hashtag. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Well, that wraps up um, um, the lightning round from my side.
1: Thank you, Lau. Anything from you, Doc?
3: Yeah, I just want to. I've been kind of busy this week. I was on vacation, took the kids down to DC, uh, posted a little. My my daughter. We walked by the Federal Reserve when we were on the on the mall, and my daughter's like, "What is that building, Daddy?" And I was like, "Oh man, I don't have enough time to explain this to you right now." But it's just the facade. There's nothing inside it. Don't worry. and so I've been kind of busy, but, you know, really grateful that all the guys from NASA Report are putting this stuff together to keep me up to date. Um, and the, the couple of things I took away from this week is I had a little bit more time to read some longer form stuff. And I, you know, just some amazing stuff is coming out. So uh, Der um, Bitcoin Meme Wars article was like one of the best pieces I've ever read. Uh, on Bitcoin in general, um, kind of just looking at Bitcoin from a meme standpoint and how memes, you know, I was a huge fan of Richard Dawkins when that book came out. Um, and so, you know, looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, the selfish meme is, is just a really cool take on it that I hadn't um, seen before. So I don't know if you guys had read that, but I definitely recommend it. Um, the other pieces, so Avi, actually you recommended, um, I was driving, we have a little cabin. I was driving from DC to our cabin and I listened to, uh, Jeff Booth on what is money. And that was another amazing, uh, take on just kind of Bitcoin and, um, in general, you know, philosophy, kind of what Robert Breville likes to go into. Um, but that, that was another really, really nice, uh, piece of content and then um you know this one's a little more controversial but jameson lot had a piece on bitcoin maxis that uh i actually thought was really a nice take and kind of makes you question all right do i do i always do i think about this standpoint or am i just you know going along with the crowd um when i when i have this viewpoint um so i think that's definitely worth the read too
1: yeah, all great recommendations, Doc, and I happen to read and listen to all of those and couldn't agree more. So, folks, I have a confession to make about my um, my favorite magazine in the world. My favorite magazine, this is embarrassing, guys. I don't know how I can, how I can admit this, but my favorite magazine was started by Vitalik Buterin. I don't know if, how I can show my face around here. Uh, after such a confession. Now, here's the good news, though. The magazine that Vitalik Buterin started was happened to be Bitcoin magazine way back when. And we're happy to welcome our good friend, C.K., managing editor of Bitcoin magazine, to join us. Mr. C.K., welcome, sir.
0: Oh man, Whoops. he lost him. It was the Vitalik. <laughs> uh, oh, he's, he's back. back. <laughs> All right, here's a, Go here's ahead, a moment. CK. So he's got his hand up, and now he just needs to turn his mic off. <laughs> it's the first timer for Ness, A lot of these, uh, a lot of us, you know.
1: Yeah. It, this, this always works during the check. It's, it's absolutely flawless during the soundcheck. And yeah. then when you're live, this is when you run into these I wish things. I can unmute him,
0: unmute him myself, but uh, it doesn't look like that happens. Oh, there? there he is.
1: There you are. How, what, what the, how about that intro? Sorry
4: about that. that it was it's great. Um, <laughs> I, always, I always like to downplay uh, Vitalik's involvement. <laughs> uh it got the magazine got bought it's a completely different company um best one of the the best days of my life was in 2019 i was already working for bitcoin magazine for about a year and david bailey uh announced to the company that we were gonna go bitcoin only and divest from uh all the blockchain stuff that we're affiliated with and that uh for me it, it made the, the job like almost into a dream job working at the company. Uh, after that, we did Bitcoin 2019, Bitcoin 2021, Bitcoin 2022. And on top of that, we created or brought back the print magazine. And honestly, it's it's absolutely savage and beautiful. So really proud of what we're doing uh, kind of on both sides of, uh, of the conference as well as uh, on the media side. So um it's it's been a a fun journey uh to kind of go bitcoin only early on and uh you know just getting to dive in and trust bitcoiners and trust like the bitcoin only uh mentality uh it's been awesome
1: so ck we'll dive into the magazine specifics in a second but i think there's a question that's there's a burning question on everyone's minds who's listening in and who will listen to the recording as well which is is the skull of satoshi going to make an appearance at miami
4: oh man well uh we will see we are semi in conversation but the reality is is uh despite the artist's willingness to kind of like Have a new perspective. um, Greenpeace is kind of they're they're going to go on with their campaign no matter what, Um, and their their plan is to pretty much name and shame corporations that have started to adopt Bitcoin um, and try to get them to create corporate pressure for Bitcoiners to. Make Bitcoin more eco-friendly at, in an attempt to make number go up. So they're going to pursue that plan. They're going to keep pounding the drum on change the change the code. Um, what we will one hundred percent be doing is making fun of them. So um, we already have like a fake character. Uh, we need to bring him on to Noster, but he's on Twitter at talk, uh, Green Talking Head. Uh, sponsored by Ripple. Um, So we're going to have, he'll be at the conference. If they show up with the skull and try to do a publicity stunt against the conference, um, we will, we will be there with the, with the character to greet them and, and show them how ridiculous they are. (laughs) Um, But we we've offered, uh, you know, to host, host the skull we've offered to let them have a good faith debate with us um we've offered a lot of things but you know if you look at the history of greenpeace like they're pretty savage like they gotta when they when they lock in on something that they think is like bad they 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 go hard in the paint so we got we i think we have to fight fire with fire and honestly bitcoiners they're they're the best memers in the world so Mm-hmm. Um, we're already deflecting hard, but there's going to be a lot of skull swag at the conference. So um, I'm, I'm honestly pretty excited to, to see what unfolds.
1: I, I mean, they're playing check in, in this world, which they're in, they're playing checkers, right. And, and we're playing chess, not to sound too complacent here, but I, I mean, they have this, it they just come across as a bunch of folks who have this boomer mentality. When it comes to internet culture, and I don't think they know what they're getting themselves into, trying to get into meme wars with bitcoiners. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Absolutely their, not. Their campaign is uh, all it seems to be online. Uh, when that should really be something that's you know on a commercial for Golden Girls or something. It, it really shouldn't be uh, uh, going on the internet and that's your ad campaign because uh, it's just low hanging fruit for all of us. Uh, we're just eating them alive, and I, I love it. I, I hope they post more because, I mean, that was an exciting day. Uh, just hashtag Skull of Satoshi and the the memes coming out of that was freaking awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, it, 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 that's just it too easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great. That's freaking awesome. So hope, keep bringing it. Uh, but I, uh, we do want the skull. We want it. Uh, in the end, whenever they're done with it, we definitely want it.
4: Yeah, I I have no doubt that Bitcoiners are going to acquire the Skull and it will continue to be something that taunts Greenpeace forever. But there's no reason not to have fun right now. And honestly, one of the best strategies is let's just goat them on and try to pull off a PR stunt in Miami Beach. Um, And they can try to shame the city who's sponsoring the conference. They can try to shame the convention center. Um, and that would be hilarious. And I would love to have photos of the fucking green head mascot guy with a sponsored by ripple pin, um, hanging out right there in the press conference.
0: You you know, who's going to be wearing that thing? Is it, uh, is it a pretty warm suit? I'm, you know, I'm thinking Miami literally... humidity. Uh, <laughs> I lived in South Florida for three years, so I, I wouldn't be the one wouldn't want to be the one wearing it, but uh, that's that's it sounds like a draw straws type of thing.
4: You know, we're just gonna hire someone. There you go. But we're going to like you know a mascot producer. They make the mascots for college football teams and whatever. Um, And we're gonna get a green talking skull guy that looks like a complete joke um, and a stupid suit. (laughs) That's awesome.
3: That's amazing. I think you guys need to hire a two artists to do some flash green skull Satoshi tattoos for people.
4: I mean, I we, uh, we did a tattoo artist <laughs> last year and honestly, that is a pretty good idea. I, I got to bring that up with the team. That's money. I would not get one though, but that is kind of a, if you know, you know, type of a tattoo.
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what can you like, what is the point of the change the code thing? Cause no, no miner, no one's going to support this thing because they're not incentivized to do it so is it just like a a false flag to try to get legislation stuff pushed through to to make it more difficult to mine or to put push more regulation
4: are you asking the panda or are you asking me i can only speculate yeah i'm, I'm asking anyone yeah anyone <laughs> yeah who can... i mean i'll, I'll speculate um I would say my best guess is, you know, they're going to go do a corporate uh, shaming tour where they go to like Fidelity and the the city of Rockdale where, you know, big mining facility is and do all this kind of stuff and try to like name and shame and like pretend like you're dumping oil into the rivers, you know, like same type of a narrative, but like you support Bitcoin mining. Um and that's, like, going to – they're going to try to just y- create publicity stunts with the skull and, like, with whatever they're doing, uh, protesting in different places. Um, and they're going to probably get a decent amount of coverage. Uh, and whatever happens, happens. Like, that's how they're going to kind of try to escalate it. That's why I think they're, they're probably going to come to Miami, which honestly would be an awesome result, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, if they're standing outside of – the Fidelity Building in New York City, where they are already mean on Bitcoin miners and you know shaming Fidelity, like you can imagine, like that makes people feel pretty uncomfortable.
0: Well, in Fidelity's the, the the current one right now because they just announced that they were offering that right a couple of weeks ago, but they've been mining since 2014, oh. <laughs> so they've been they've been deep in mining for for a long time, um, and I think they just yeah they came out with their Bitcoin product. Uh, in the midst of all this. So it's, it's kind of the current thing.
4: It was like FTX goes down and then Fidelity comes out with a KYC product where you can't withdraw. And yeah. it shit coins on it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they B-N-Y they're early to Bitcoin, but <laughs> that's what happens. Like well, FTX t- goes down, Fidelity to the rescue.
0: Well, yeah. I and mean, I mean, to me, it just seems like there's going to be a paper market trying to, uh, to, to make it into a gold market type of thing where they can they can manage uh, manage the price uh, and I, I just I don't know they all say oh you we we might be able to you know we might be offering where you can remove it uh, you know you can self custody down the road it's like well wh- I mean I I don't trust any of the down the road crap so it's it's mm-hmm. interesting
1: oh well paper Bitcoin does concern me because in a way it is sh- you're shorting Bitcoin right if you're because who knows what the supply, I mean, it's almost certainly not one-to-one, right? Paper Bitcoin, there is all sorts of rehypothecation and fractional reserve type stuff going on, presumably. You have to assume that's the case. In which case it is, you're effectively shorting Bitcoin if you're participating in this. You're you're
0: diluting it. And then, you know, if you want it to go up, then you'll, you'll, you'll actually sell the Bitcoin if you want it to go go down, uh, you'll, you'll sell the fake Bitcoin. So it just, it's just, it's, 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 just the way that they can manipulate it. So I don't know. You can tell I don't trust any of them. So that's kind of how, how we are. Uh, don't, you know, trust that's, that's our way of verifying is, is, is not trusting them. So.
4: Honestly, I think, uh, everyone who's messing around with paper, Bitcoin in, in the short to medium term is going to get absolutely wrecked and uh, it's just going to be a touch the stove scenario.
1: Yeah, for sure, CK. So let's talk a little bit about Miami. That's the next big event. We've got past Nostrica, right? And the next one we're all looking forward to is Bitcoin Miami. It's still painfully it's it's six weeks away. Want that to move a little faster, partly because I'm still stuck in an Arctic tundra here and. It'll be nice to uh, get some warmth uh, my way. But uh, but what what are we looking forward to, CK, for uh, Bitcoin Miami? What are the highlights in your mind?
4: Oh, man, this is going to be a lot of fun, y'all. Um, I would say, like, first and foremost, if you've been to Bitcoin 22, same venue, execution of using the floor space, 10x, 20x, 30x better. So just uh, a lot less unnecessary walking. Um, Things are compact. Things are designed to take you from one high priority place to another easily. Um, In terms of sponsors, speakers, you know, we're looking at two hundred plus speakers. We're looking at three hundred to four hundred either sponsors or companies in attendance. Uh, In terms of like Bitcoin companies. Um, so just a massive gathering of a lot of the energy in the space all in one place. And then, you know, thousands of plebs in attendance. Um, I'm, I'm personally extremely excited for some of the panels that are starting to get put together. Um, you know, there's a lot of good things that are kind of coming together here, you know, in the home stretch, which is pretty typical for events. Um, so uh we're gonna be announcing some really cool panels very soon and some awesome speakers. Uh but generally speaking, we're kind of doubling down on everything that worked well for Bitcoin twenty two and and removing a lot of um the misses uh especially mm-hmm. on the content front. Um I really think that Bitcoiners who are watching remotely as well as Bitcoiners who are there in attendance are gonna really enjoy the attitude and the editorial stance uh that will be implemented at this year's event. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's it's a must go to event. Um, if you need to uh, reduce the ticket price, there's a lot, there's several avenues to do so. I've been promoting, uh, you know, kind of special discounts here on Oster for people who DM me. So uh, there, if there's a will, there is a way, and I definitely think that it's worth the it tweet and stats in terms of going to Miami you know, rubbing shoulders with up to 10,000 Bitcoiners, tons of side events, um, and pretty much every, every stakeholder in the space being there. It's a great opportunity for founders, to plebs, uh, the whole spectrum. And we, we kind of have something for everyone. Uh, if you are an open source dev for up to like 60 plus projects, uh, we're giving three-day passes away. If you have GitHub, uh, like qualified GitHub uh, commits, before March 1st of this year. Um, So you can get free tickets to the conference that way. Uh, If you're a startup founder, you have one more day to apply to our startup pitch competition. Um, So we are gonna be selecting like 40 projects to kind of move to the second round. Everyone who's selected uh, will get tickets to the event. Uh, And then probably about 20 projects will actually pitch in Miami. Uh, We have a bunch of networking for, you know, startups and VCs and stuff like that who are actually trying to um, get projects funded in Bitcoin. It's something that's been a sleeping giant Um, and there's a lot of critical mass happening now. So we really want to make it a really hospitable and thoughtful environment for that kind of thing to happen. Um, And last but not least, I got to give a shout out to something we haven't really been marketing much, but uh, we will be, is our book signing um, kind of schedule. Um, we're working with all of the biggest and all of your favorite authors, and, uh, we're going to make sure their books are at the conference and we're scheduling out, um, you know, our chunk periods where they're going to be sitting down, shaking people's hands, signing their books. Um, and it, it's just a really cool experience for everyone. So, uh, I, you know, I'm shooting for like 15 authors, um, you know, every single name that you're excited about we're going for them and then hopefully can sneak in some surprises there too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking, but yeah, whatever you guys uh, want to ask about, I'm a, I'm an open book.
1: So CK, I can certainly vouch for it being a quasi religious cultural pilgrimage, right? If you're a Bitcoin, especially the mingling with the plebs aspect of it. I mean, last time it was 30,000. I don't think we'll, given that it's a, a bear market conference, I, I don't think we'll get 30,000 people. But I do have to ask one prickly question. And I think you sort of addressed it already on the content side. But I, I, this is important for me, which is on day one of the last of Bitcoin 2022, right? The 9 a.m. keynote on the Nakamoto stage was Pomp and Novogratz, where Novogratz was shilling Luna, right, with his stupid tattoo. <laughs> and, and 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 everything else, uh, do do so? Are you saying we're not going to see that type of content this year?
4: Yeah, I, I guess like what I would say is, uh, you know, there there are an enormous amount of stakeholders when putting on the conference content. Uh, the conference is a really big endeavor, and um, you know, in order to make it happen, you know, a lot of things kind of are part of the equation. Uh, but with that being said, I think that we've learned over the course of the last four years a lot of kind of lessons and strategies in order to ensure uh, well-positioned and wise content. Um, I definitely think that we've made our fair share of mistakes uh, between Bitcoin 2019, Bitcoin 2021, and Bitcoin 2022. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes is not being as stringent with the moderators um, and and uh, positioning speakers to be authentically themselves, but create interesting content. Uh, so uh, that's been something that we have been really thoughtful about this year. Uh, and I think that what we're putting together is going to uh, make a lot of the hardcore Bitcoiners who are not tourists uh, really excited about the content that was created. Um, and then something else that, you know, I think we failed at in the past, but we're getting better at is, you know, there's really two main stages. There's really two conference experiences. There's the in-person conference experience. And I think we've done a really good job on that front. Anyone who's been at the event um, really knows it's very Bitcoin focused. Uh, it's extremely big and it's a extremely, uh, you know, top notch production value uh, type of, a, of an event. But the people who are tuning in virtually, sometimes they don't get those in-person elements and they only see the, the programming mistakes. Um, so one of the biggest wins for Bitcoin 2022 was the news desk. So we're doubling down on that. Um, but I think there's a lot more kind of thoughtfulness to consider the virtual audience when we're like, be, trying to be as thoughtful as possible with the content. Um, and just considering the virtual audience more I think is going to be a, a really big deal in terms of uh, what the virtual viewer which is thousands of people who don't who don't actually come to Miami still tune into the content um, they we you know again we we were thinking through th- their personal experience and uh, want to avoid you know just uh, uninteresting moments
1: I think one of the most powerful, I, I, I think most people agree with this CK, I, I suspect you too. Uh, one of the most powerful moments at any Bitcoin conference I've ever been to uh, was not last year was the year before 2021 with the Ross Ulbricht uh, call, which actually ended up getting Ross into a lot of trouble, but that's a separate issue. Um, and. Well, hopefully we, there, there's not going to be anything that gets ross into trouble but i mean it, it the conference is capable of throwing up just truly moving um and powerful moments like that and looking forward to this one for sure what
0: uh what yeah number i mean we definitely <laughs> How 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 many how many of this what, what number is this uh for bitcoin miami
4: so the, the Bitcoin conference, it was started in 2019 uh, by same company behind Bitcoin Magazine, same year that we went Bitcoin only. We launched the Bitcoin conference, and it was inspired by the original Bitcoin conference, which was held in San Jose in 2013, and then subsequently was held in Amsterdam 2014. Uh, so uh, if in case you didn't catch the connection, you know, David Bailey definitely likes to pay homage to Bitcoin history a lot. Um, so he was, he went to Bitcoin 2013. Uh, he was that is what moved him to get into the industry professionally. Um, so we did Bitcoin 2019 in San Francisco, kind of as an homage to Bitcoin 2013, uh, trying to make Bitcoin fun again. Uh, you know, out of you know, kind of from the anger and the anguish from the block size wars. Saying, okay, hey, it's BTC, let's just focus on Bitcoin. Like, let's all get together and have a conference. Uh, and then, really, I think Bitcoin 2021 was the what put us on the map. Um, we had to cancel Bitcoin 2020. You know, COVID happened, people got locked down. And outside of the Super Bowl, we are the biggest event in America um, in 2021, June of 2021. And I really do think it's a testament to Bitcoiners. Uh, we had none of the stupid requirements that, you know, everyone was saying is necessary at that time. Um, and uh, Bitcoiners, before anyone else, they got together and they were gathering and they were hopeful in the darkest of times. Uh, and, you know, Jeff Booth has talked about that experience. Uh, I can vividly remember being on the ground the entire time. It was an incredible experience for me. Um, And then obviously El Salvador was announced to close that event out, which is, you know, uh, just magical. So uh, you can't always get the first nation state announcing uh, adopting Bitcoin at your conference. You know, that's it's just like almost like chasing the dragon. But um, we're doing our best to just, you know, keep the keep the moments coming.
0: Well, and I got to give it up to you because you basically plan for a year and execute in a few days. You know, and so it, it, then you have to plan for the next year. So every time you make adjustments, it's a long way away uh, till, the, till the next uh, execution date, you know, so it, it, it's so cool. QW, I
1: I, I I just want to interject that they, in my opinion, what the Bitcoin magazine pulled off something even more incredible, which is they announced Bitcoin Amsterdam, uh, I think some, when was it, CK, right after the, the Miami conference, right? And they pulled up on off with a partner in, in Amsterdam. And I have to be honest with you, CK, I thought that was a better conference than Miami. Now, it was a much smaller conference, but it just, you, you got that maxi, that well, maybe maxi is not the right word, but, but that core Bitcoiner vibe truly distilled. And I, and I thought Amsterdam was the best conference of the year, which you planned in, what, three or four months, basically.
4: Less than 100 days. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, Really hoping that just between all of y'all, the 25 in here, uh, that we actually announce Amsterdam uh, again soon. Uh, We're getting very close. I've been very deep in that process. It's been a a journey, to say the least. But um, I think we're getting close. So y'all heard it here first. But... um, I would say i would interject and say bitcoin 22 was like that was the end of the bull that's before the floor dropped out and pretty much all the tourists went away all the fomo went away um so that was like a peak bull market conference with the festival at the end um bitcoin amsterdam it, i think like that was the beginning of the bear market like the depth of pain in this accepting that the bull is over that was bitcoin amsterdam And so only the real ones were there. Uh, And Bitcoin 2023 is going to be very similar to that, just much bigger. And honestly, like, uh, I would say a more complete event. So um, I really think that you're going to enjoy Miami this year. It's going to have that bear market vibe. Uh, It's going to have that maxi and that Bitcoin only, um, you know, energy there's always like, uh, you know, our explicit rules, uh, regarding, um, content as well as sponsors. Um, you know, that stays the same, but, um, the, the people who show up, it's not the tourists. It's not the, the Miami NFT guys who are like, let's go to the Bitcoin conference. Um, it, it is the, tr- the true Bitcoiners.
0: Didn't Miami have a, a shit coin Miami coin. Something like that, the city itself. I, I remember that in the uh, they, in, in the froth of the market. <laughs> they well, did.
1: <laughs> they announced it. It was, it was from Stacks, right? It was Miami Coin was built on top of Stacks, and I don't know if you remember this, CK, but they announced it shortly after twenty 2020, twenty Bitcoin twenty twenty one, or right around that time.
4: No, they they announced it like two days before. Oh yeah, and we were know. just like <laughs> face palming the entire time. We're like, come on, <laughs> we're. We're just about to do this and you guys dropped a shake one. That's
0: hilarious. That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) Well, Stacks does their, uh, they have their conference. Go go ahead, Doc.
3: No, I was going to say, what's going to be, is there going to be any coverage on uh, inscriptions
4: and ordinals? What's going to be the, uh, is someone talking about that? So we have a lot of ordinals content and we have a lot of Nostra content built into what we're doing this year. You know, I think there's controversy around ordinals. There's a lot of love and excitement about Noster. Uh, There's a lot of excitement around ordinals and inscriptions as well. Um, So, you know, what our focus is, is focusing on Bitcoin. Um, So uh, there's going to be some interesting ordinal content at the event. Uh, There's going to be an ordinal section of the art gallery. Um, So all of that is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, People are going to be able to meet, you know, artists who are really excited to do something on Bitcoin. Um, And, you know, the conference is big enough if you want to ignore that you can. Um, And we're also going to have a a ton of awesome Nostra content. So uh, Alex McShane, who's one of the guys who helped program Nostrica, he is the head of programming for this conference. And he's working with the likes of Nolan, uh, Brandon Green, Matt O'Dell, uh, people who've been involved with uh, Bitcoin conference, uh, programming for, you know, three, four plus years. So really excited for what we put together. And again, like it's going to be informational content. It's going to be interesting, thoughtful content. It's going to be spicy, um, you know, kind of, uh, more heated content as well. So, uh, I definitely think that, uh, we're, we're trying to create a lot of different exciting moments at the event. You know,
0: I I made a prediction uh a couple of weeks into uh running Nostr uh and I, I I I thought for sure we would end up seeing a Bitcoin Magazine Nostr edition. Is that something that may or may not be coming in the future?
4: Um well, I definitely think that we're going to be covering a lot of Nostr on Bitcoin Magazine uh I I know the next two titles, they're not the NOSA edition, but that does not mean that it's not something that's going to happen. The ones that are happening, though, I think that y'all are going to be really, really excited about. Um, the one that's upcoming just right now, I'll sneak it to you guys, too. Uh, don't tell anyone else, just for y'all. But it's coming out in the next two weeks, um, and it is the Gatekeeper issue, um, and the cover is probably our best cover yet. Oh, so man. I'm really excited about that. And then the one that's coming out after that, I cannot tease what it's going to be, but oh my god, uh, it's probably the best and most like uh, most clever uh, title for for an issue. Um, you know, I think that the Broke issue, which is the current one had the most clever title um, kind of going into the timeliness of it. Um, but this upcoming one uh, after the gatekeeper issue is going to be, is going to be something else. So uh, really excited for the the summer issue, which comes out after the conference.
0: So I'm a subscriber and my one, my one beef is it's like a piece of art. You know, I don't even want to open it. I don't want to you know crease it. I don't want to, I mean, I, I think there's a, a subscription where you can do a collectors. I think it, it comes with two of them, so you can beat one up, uh, maybe. Uh, but that's it's 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 pretty interesting because I they come in the nice nice box, you know. They come in the packaging uh, mailing box, so you know clearly you guys are taking care of your product when you're sending it. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I kind of just kind of look at it and then I'll look for the digital versions to read through.
4: <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm all. I think the collectors that should be our number one seller, but most people just go for the regular uh, subscription. But the collectors, what it does, what you get is you get a magazine that's you know kind of open, and then you get a magazine that is sealed off, like in this really nice plastic. Um, So that one's that one's perfect for preserving. Um, And you know, a lot of times, you know, the artist that was a part of the back cover will like sit there and sign a bunch. And we'll seal those off and we'll keep those out. So like we'll ship them out with the collector's edition. So uh, I really do think that that's one of the coolest things that we do. Um, and that's, that's the way to do it. Cause you want to actually be able to like have it on your coffee table and read it. It's like a cool thing, a cool conversation starter when people enter your house. Um, but on the flip side, um, you also want to kind of keep, keep your piece of history and the price on those, they go up quick. Uh, once we get to like under two or three hundred um, they're, they're not cheap from, if you're buying them from us. Well, let me,
0: let me ask you, cause I have number one, I do have number one. It's in the plastic. Uh, how many are left of that? Because I'm watching the price go up on that and it's pretty, uh, it, it, it's, I think it's a 2100 now. Uh, but I, I think there was only X amount of copies and how many are left, or maybe you don't know.
4: Yeah, we, we know exactly how much are left of every single magazine. So with number one, we are under 500 that we have in our storage. So that doesn't cover like that are in existence. Um, the one that actually we we personally have the least of is issue number two. And we're actually we're sold out of it. We have like, let's call it like 60 more of those. Uh, and we're those are in cold storage. Um, we're figuring out uh, collector edition boxes and things like that to leverage those. Uh, those number twos, but yeah, some of them are really are really actually super scarce. Um, number one, obviously, is the most legendary one, um, and it's so iconic with the Guy Fox mask. Um, it was probably one of the the earliest uh, kind of connections between the Guy Fox mask and Bitcoin, uh, and obviously that's gone completely viral and is part of Bitcoin culture. So, um, really, just an amazing cover. Uh, even though Vitalik was a part of it, um, it it's still just such an am- amazing piece of history. Uh, and yeah, there's, in my opinion, you know, we don't have enough of them. So uh, you know, it's pretty awesome that you were able to hold on to those.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. You might see Vitalik come back in a couple of years, maybe twenty years, maybe two years. He uh, might, you <laughs> might join back up. You know, you, everyone seems to shit coin, but it, it's, it's got a timestamp on it. You know, before you just can't even sleep at night.
1: Would David Bailey take him back, CK? If Vitalik came back, came crawling back?
4: Uh, You know, I'm not going to speak for David Bailey. Uh, (laughs) He definitely is a fan of, like, forgiveness. Bitcoin 2019, we opened up with a very controversial uh, slate of speakers that included Jihan Wu. Um, you know, what, like two and a half years after Bcash. Uh, and David was saying like, hey, you know, I want to give this guy an opportunity to come back to BTC. Uh, and, you know, Jihanu eventually did, you know, kind of come back to focusing on BTC. And, you know, after a lot of drama for many more years after that, Jihan ended up pulling out of Bitcoin 2019 and, and declining to to attend and speak. Um, but, you know, I would say like, yeah, David Bailey would 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 give someone another chance if they're willing to say, hey, you know, Bitcoin is the thing and this is what we should focus on because um, that's what he thinks. But, uh, you know, I can't speak 100% for him, but just kind of want to give that historical example.
1: No, it was a joke, CK. I wasn't expecting you to
4: to actually speak for him,
1: uh, <laughs> But but I appreciate you saying that. Um, I can just. So, I like.
0: I like to picture that in my head. That's a, That's. A, it's pretty comical to think about that. Vitalik actually coming back. <laughs> you know, looking for work over at uh, Bitcoin Magazine.
1: So <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> Indeed. So CK. So we we spent a lot of time, and and you've enlightened us on what to expect for uh, Bitcoin Miami, what, the next few issues of Bitcoin Magazine. What are your thoughts on the general? I, I don't know how much of the show you caught before you joined, but we were talking about the general macro macro landscape, the dollar potentially losing its um, its reserve status, right, with with some of the moves we're seeing. What are the, what are your views on what you're seeing in that in the macro world?
4: Oh man! Um I do a show with Ansel Lindner um every Thursday called Fed Watch. Uh, he's actually an expert. I don't know if he's on Noster yet, but um he creates a ton of content uh, on Bitcoin and markets and does a once a week show with us at Bitcoin magazine um, observing um is the the existing system kind of like sputtering and breaking down and that creates deflation um and we're seeing bitcoin as a new system that is offering um like a real economy that will have real growth because it has good capital allocation uh, so that's like the base thesis um, and then our our kind of prediction of how we get to that world is that uh we see uh we see the dollar just continue to take over so hyper dollarization uh and then hyper bitcoinization kind of like riding on the back of that so the dollar kind of slays all the other fiats bitcoin slays the dollar um so in terms of like what's happening right now you know i think central bankers are flailing they're failing um they're the only thing that they can do to fix things is centralize more and try to um, get a handle on stuff, but who knows how long they'll be able to do that. Um, I don't think that, like, I actually don't think that, like, the uh, like the dollar alternatives are, like, a real threat to the dollar. Um, maybe it's a trend, but I think, like, none of them are really going to catch on. It, eventually, they're just all going to settle onto Bitcoin. So uh, I really do think it's kind of, like, the dollar continues to smash all other their fiats. Um, I was just in Argentina. Everyone holds dollars. Um, and then Bitcoin smashes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that the dollar is definitely being questioned. I think that's super good for Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, I, I read a piece earlier uh, by Pierre Corbin. Uh, it was from a Bitcoin Magazine from uh, last year, August twenty fifth. It was the fight for U.S. dollar hegemony. A lost, is, is the fight for U.S. dollar hegemony a lost cause? Kind of talking about what was going on with the uh, the, the, the the losing the gold the gold standard on the in. I thought it was an interesting piece, but it also made me think about the opportunity for Bitcoin to be the alternate uh, as as the market share goes down worldwide. But at the same time, I also think that might be why we're starting to see those avenues avenues close, kind of getting that choke choke point. So you don't get the uh, you're trying to basically choke off the, the that opportunity to be seized by other uh, you know the world. So I just thought it was interesting, and it's interesting to see it move in time. So I'm uh, I'll be I'll be watching. But that was a good piece. I'll I'll, I'll post that uh, later because it's 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 actually pretty current now. Uh, You know, we all saw it coming, but it's just a matter of now that it's coming. What do we think of it in in the now?
4: I mean, Bitcoiners have been on top of this stuff more than anyone else. I think, period. And I would say, like, with Bitcoiners, we have uh, probably one of the best batting averages through COVID and now through the banking crisis. Once again, which group has one of the best batting averages? So I think it's, it's pretty clear hundred percent.
1: Indeed. So before we wrap up Lau, doc, do you have any questions for CK?
3: No, man. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, contributing all your content to Nasser and, and uh, keeping us all in the loop here. Appreciate it. I, you know, I think we all think this is, is going to be the future. We're all really early here. But uh, it's nice to know that you guys have all this content slated for uh, the conference, and I'm really excited to hear it.
4: Thank you all for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you, too.
1: Yeah. Thank you, CK. There uh, was a, so there was a few bombs dropped in calling.
0: there. There was definitely a few bombs dropped in there. I might have to replay, that was uh, good. replay CK's uh, part uh, uh Later this week, just to uh, just to fully absorb, because uh, I think there were some in betweens there that uh, that are that are some interesting touch points. Also,
1: oh, for sure, this is all recorded, CK. So you know, a little <laughs> bit of se- selective editing, and there'll be some viral videos floating around in a week or so, in a few days or so. Yeah, uh, he'll be perfect. he'll perfect.
0: be talking to Zelensky in uh, in in a, in a deep fake.
1: <laughs> well. If- yeah. well if if, any, oh, if anything if hits the fan... audio,
4: audio for me to do anything
1: <laughs> I, if anything hits the fan ck I'll, i can talk to db for for you i'll talk to them.
4: <laughs> all right sounds good it sounds good A- Avinash right. definitely knows how to uh to get db's in db's ears so probably better than me
1: <laughs> all right qw why don't we kill the recording and then ck if